Now we are very happy to have James Rankin, uh, head of research of, at Instant Group, is the, one of the most important brain behind the co-working industry in the world, most likely. He knows everything about, about the, the market, the trends, etc. And we are very happy to have you, uh, James, to give us the update about, about the market trends and what is happening now. Um, the, the presentation you are um, giving us is where this flexible workspace goes next, uh, will go next. And then, um, yeah, of course, we all ask ourselves uh, how far it can go. And if we have no virus, if we make a better deal with it in the future, um, we all hope it's a promising future. But please, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us more about all your knowledge. Great. Thank you, John Eve, and thanks very much for inviting me. Um, as, as I'm sure everyone is, vastly disappointed that we couldn't meet in person, but um, next year, on, onwards and upwards. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm James Rankin, so I head up the research and insight team at the Instant Group. Um, we're a flexible workspace specialist um, advisor um, and have been in the industry for about 20 years. So what I wanted to do today and what John Eve sort of asked me to look at was, well, where does the flexible industry go next? Um, in this section, I'll, I wanted to quickly cover what we're seeing in the industry right now, just in a couple of pages um, and over the last sort of year or so, because I think that gives some context before we start looking at the sort of the opportunities or areas um, that I think, you know, the industry will support in its next phase of growth. <clears throat> Since um, joining the industry, I've continued to find new, I guess, aspects that are intriguing and interesting, um, which makes speaking at these conferences a lot less daunting, has to be said. Um, and this year has certainly been no exception. Um, I think if we're honest, workspace or workplace strategy has never been top of an MD or a CEO's priority list. Um, today, I don't think that that statement can be further from the truth. Um, CEOs and major companies are signing off huge workspace change plans. Um, not only that, but those that have traditionally been focused on sort of providing just a line of desks um, and now sort of moving on and finding themselves actually have to become in HR strategy and IT to development, um, which I think is completely, you know, changing what they do completely changing their thinking and, and simply put they need your help um, because they don't really know what they need to do or how they can do it so help from people like you in the industry is, is absolutely vital so where does the industry go let uh, go next i think in the long term simply put it disappears um, and that maybe is a little bit of a strong statement for, in a conference like this but let me clarify that point what i mean by that is the industry becomes part of the normal solution um, and therefore part of a standard workplace strategy that will involve elements of traditional office space, elements of home working, and importantly, large elements of what we consider today sort of the flexible workspace industry. That means it sort of it stops being about them and us and instead becomes just one solution that occupiers and customers are looking for. I think in the short term, there are several directions that an industry can take to remain kind of the solution of choice for occupiers and customers um, above and beyond the key elements of sort of flexibility and service that are the bedrock of the flexible workspace industry. Um, and these are what I'll sort of be focusing on, on shortly. But first, and I hope you're in agreement, um, I think it's important to put some context around this. Um, in short, at least from a demand perspective, where we are right now in Europe is, is kind of right back where we started at this point two years ago or, or close enough. Um, while we've seen big swings, broadly speaking, in overall demand levels, they've not massively changed um, from that point two years ago. But where that demand is coming from and what it looks like is certainly different. 
some of the things that we're seeing when we dig a bit deeper mean that despite the confidence that Carsten mentioned, you know, being in the industry at a pretty high point, both from occupiers and, and individuals involved in industry such as yourselves, it remains quite a challenging market. Um, why? I think sales cycles are still about 20% longer, meaning that many, for many, sort of the occupancy rates are still below where they want them to be. Um, that's leading to sort of discounting still happening to a certain extent. Um, I think rates in most markets are still down on where they were, although they are recovering um, and quite quickly, which is really positive. Um, and customers have started to change importantly what they want is shifting usage on fridays i don't know about you but in our office on a friday and every in a company that we speak to is down at least 50 percent compared to what it is midday weeks and therefore the expectations from customers for data around how their employees are using those spaces is changing the value they want to see um, is different from what it was and i think all, all those things mean that the customers are ultimately more demanding profits are being squeezed and ultimately everyone's working harder than they ever have to uh, just kind of keep their the keep things above um, where they where they want them to be on a positive note i, I found this this quote um, in in one of the major new york papers and i think that this sums up the industry where we're where we'll be going really well which is i it would take a couple more zeros on my chape paycheck to get me back commuting four or five days a week that sums up very much where we are at the moment and, and where the the occupier is thinking um it's not really all bad news though i think and despite many you know us not being able to meet in person things are looking up um or they were until about a week ago anyway <laughs> um transactions are, are now up about 30 percent compared to last year within europe and the major cities are gaining a lot of uh, a large proportion of what they lost um, over sort of a year and a half ago, even in markets that have traditionally had quite tough times, such as Portugal. Um, Q3 was the first time this year that we've seen growth compared to previous quarters, which is, a you know, it shows that recovery is starting to happen even in the tougher markets. And equally in markets such as, you know, France, Spain, the Netherlands, Germany, they're all seeing really strong recovery at a top line level um, with broadly speaking inquiries, certainly through our platform, at least um, up about 38% on average now, which is, is really strong. So looking ahead, um, I think, you know, we wanted to understand what customers are thinking about and looking for. Um, and to do this, we sort of, we've spent the last um, three months interviewing about 40 heads of real estate for large corporate companies to understand what they see as the main changes in the road ahead. Um, and I think that gives us a good view of not just those large companies, but also what some of the smaller companies are likely thinking. Um, this gives us a basis to think about where the flexible industry will go next. Ultimately, we're a service-led industry. We're, we're there to service our clients and provide them with solutions. Um, after all, the, you know, the industry made, made a name for itself on keeping ahead of the curve. I think broadly speaking, these themes fall into four categories. Th three of them are human, physical and digital. Um, from a human element, it's about answering the need of the employees, wanting more choice, where they work, how they work, enabling collaboration, etc. Physically, I think they're looking at space to try new approaches and importantly measure those, those new approaches and understand the results. Um, in many cases, reducing the footprint of their sort of dedicated own offices and instead looking at multiple approaches to sort of fill that gap. And finally, from a digital perspective, I think they're looking towards technology to help them understand usage and value of space, but equally also deliver um, equal experience for, for employees in the office and, and those at home.
ultimately, if I think a workplace, workplace or workspace can deliver, you know, on those three attributes, then it'll be far ahead of the competition and, and ultimately answering the customer's needs. So where can the industry, where can the flexible industry sort of go to deliver on those core attributes? I wanted to touch on sort of each of those three. The first one being human, um, it's about choice. Um, it's something that we've already seen within the industry. We're seeing spaces enter the market in new, co new locations, um, particularly locations sort of with, within shopping centers or near home outside of traditional CBDs. That direction of travel has been going on for a while now, but I think it's certainly speeding up. And that's what we're going to see in this big next phase of growth um, within, within the industry. Equally, I think companies are looking for choice in how their employees use space. So this could be through membership apps, which I know are becoming increasingly popular, um, or even splitting usage throughout the week. Um, these are areas, I think, which the traditional industry is still you know, a long way behind in, in terms of even thinking about, let, let alone engaging in. Um, and therefore, I think there's a big opportunity for the flexible workspace industry to move into this area and fill that hole. You know, every company we speak to is complaining about underutilized office space with peaks in, in utilization throughout the week. At the same time, they want a space that can be private um, to a certain extent and allow their teams to work together at times and then collaborate in others. Um, so why not share office space you know, between companies using half, half a week for one, half a week for another, two thirds? Um, three, three, you know, however that split. But I think there's opportunity to change the way companies you know, use space. From a physical element, we see far more companies looking at what types of space outside the traditional meeting rooms um, and desks can deliver more value for their employees. And I think this is more about the service, but the space itself and making sure that it delivers on the sort of the ever evolving needs of the occupier. Um, we know that collaboration is becoming a buzzword ac across customers, um, and that's something that has traditionally been a key USP of the, of the flexible workspace industry. I think, therefore, thinking ahead and with a greater focus on this, we'll see the traditional sector start to do more, and therefore the flexible sector has to sort of raise that bar again. I think this starts by getting you know, the spaces themselves right, making sure they deliver on the key functions um, which they're intended and then keep progressing that. Um, for instance, you know, outside spaces can be turned into meeting rooms if the right infrastructure is put in place. Meeting rooms can become destinations um, through the use of design and ultimately open environments can not just sort of allow collaboration, but actually encourage it again, through what, what is put into that space. And I think that's what we'll see this industry do next is thinking about how do we maximize the value of each of these types of space in our offices. Ultimately, I see the flexible workspace industry sort of leading in that thinking. Um, and I think customers are gonna be coming to the industry setting, asking those questions. What, what can you offer me? Um, I think that leads me relatively kind of nicely into, into or into digital, um, a topic that covers ultimately a whole range of areas, um, but can be broken down, I think, into two specific areas of, of, of need right now. Um, one, simply using technology to allow those in the office uh, and those in other locations to have sort of an equal experience in a meeting. 
so far, no company we've spoken to feels this happens in their office and all are looking for answers. Um, for the flexible workspace industry, I think this is something that we feel is an obvious next step. Um, we see multiple meeting rooms with, you know, AV technology um, built in, unlike again in the traditional sector where most meeting rooms are still very much focused on just those in the room. I think businesses, both large and small, are far more likely to be willing to test new types of product, whether that's maybe virtual reality, telepresence, 360 degree cameras, or even just sort of touchscreen presentation tools that allow those in and out the room to see the same thing. Um, and I think the industry has an opportunity to become a test bed for some of these slightly more out there technologies um, where companies are going to be looking to, can I come and try that? Can I come and see how that works? What value that adds? And I think those that start embracing them early will really kind of have some key USPs there. I think secondly, and, and maybe most important in the midterm element is more about the measurement of value from the space. You know, right now, I think companies can only tell how many people are in a building, really, in, in just crude entry pass technology. You know, we're already starting to see software providers working within the flexible workspace industry start to measure utilization through Wi-Fi networks and even sort of sensor technology. And I think that's a step ahead of where the traditional sector is already, but they will quickly catch up. So the data that delivers, you know, clear information on return on investment metrics, such as interactions between teams, time spent in collaboration, and ultimately sort of cost per head, uh, I think are all elements that we expect to first start to be seen within this flexible workspace industry. Um, and again, you know, leading the, the, the cutting sort of cutting edge of that technology. In summary, technology, I think, is sort of providing or proving to be one of the most important elements that will gel the future office together um, and I see the flexible workspace you know as an ideal environment for both providers and users to test these products out and understand what really works for them. Before I finish um, up with a kind of a quick look at where we where, where we see the future going in terms of sort of market sizes um, I'll leave you to read most of these statements, but I wanted to, to sort of focus on two. Um, one is I would pay up to 25% premium if the location delivered on this. That's from a client of ours. The other is just 11% of flexible op operators provide any measurement to their clients on this. Um, I don't know if you can guess what the topic is. Uh, ultimately, it's sustainability or, or ESG, which stands for environmental, social and governments, corporate governments. Um, I think a year ago, this was something that while mentioned was of limited priority. To be fair, even today, only sort of 24% of real estate professionals have this as part of their top three objectives based on the research we did. But the speed at what that this is changing is, is incredible. Um, right now, the traditional industry is still a very, very long way behind what customers are wanting and asking for. Um, frankly, the flexible workspace industry is as well. Um, but the simple fact is, in general, if you can get ahead of this curve um, and start offering or thinking about this or talking to your clients about this, I think we'll see a huge wave of, of new demand coming up off the back of it. The fact is that increasing number of clients are looking at this as a priority are willing to pay more. Um, and equally, their employees are incre increasingly feeling it's an important factor um, should be something that we think about. 
not all you know your clients will care about this frankly um depending on which country you're in or the size of the businesses you work that work within your space i think but what we are hearing is that right now it's becoming a key priority for the majority of global businesses um that will trickle down through the different size of businesses over time i think most have only just sort of looked at their real estate in this light but the momentum is certainly gaining um and right now you know right now do you need to worry or be concerned possibly not um, but if you want to stand out and I think achieve the best possible rates, um, keep ahead of the competition um, and sort of gain that next level of customer, then this is certainly something that can be looked at um, as one of your kind of core elements or USPs. So to try and sort of summarize where I think the flexible you know, workspace industry will be next is simple, um, doing what it's always done. And delivering service and value for its customers. The big challenge will be that we're an increasingly competitive market, not just within the industry, um, but from those in sort of the traditional corporate real estate sectors, and also those in other real estate sectors who are all looking for a piece of the pie. I think that means the industry will continue to adapt and answer the needs of its customers to stay ahead. It has to. Um, it's not an easy journey, um, but certainly one that appears right now to be, you know, quite a roller coaster. Um, that being said, you know, our predictions and forecasts point to quite a strong uptick in demand and supply through sort of 2023, possibly late 2020 and onwards um, as the industry enters what, what we I think is the next phase of growth. I think that'll be supported by increased adoption from large corporates and medium sized businesses, um, but also sort of a renewed wave of startup and entrepreneurs that we're already seeing start to emerge out the back of the pandemic, far more than, than came from the global um, recession in 2008, looking at the data. So that'll be a huge boost um, to our traditional sort of client sectors. I think if we've sort of moved on from the innovation phase, um, we've crossed the, the typical chasm that exists. Um, it's traditionally a major stumbling block for, for early adopters. And it, we're into this sort of early majority phase. If you look at it from um, an industry adoption sort of bell curve, I think comparing this to other industries, genuinely speaking, that segment that I think we're entering in sees about 34% of market adoption which compared to we're at probably, you know, 12% up till now is a huge increase. Um, it's not all plain sailing. Um, I expect that, you know, the next few years, many customers will come to the industry looking for immediate solutions and answers with very high expectations, frankly. Ultimately, it will be, you know, up to the industry to try and deliver on those, manage those expectations, but deliver on them where possible um, and hopefully prove the value both of flexibility, but also the service um, that you all provide, um, hopefully make them converts, um, because the more clients we talk to, the more that they're willing to engage larger proportions of their work workforce to the flexible work workspace industry. A couple of years ago, we would talk maybe the tail end, the 5%. Now they're talking 15 to 25%, and that's changed over just five years. So we, we certainly are very positive where the industry will go. I think it's doing more of the same, keeping ahead of, of the customer um, and ultimately providing the solutions um, that ever-changing customers are looking for. Um, sorry, that, yeah, that's that's sort of my, my quick summary. I hope that made sense. Um, I don't know. Jean-Yves, if you have questions now or if yeah, people want to reach out. Time, but there is a chat room where everybody can ask questions and follow up on this. Um, thank you so much, uh, James. Uh, super insightful, as always. 
I see a small Brexit again with the flex in the <laughs> charts. <laughs> As the UK was flatter than the others. I don't know why. Yeah, but, we're, we're, we're behind. We're certainly behind Europe, I think, um, in terms of overall numbers now, um, which is great. I mean, we're only one country compared to many. So it's, it's yeah, the, but the, UK, the UK was so much ahead during the last year in, in the flex market. That's just a catching up process. It's, it's a catching up process. We've seen such strong development from yeah. across Europe, um, not just in the major cities, but in the smaller ones, um, which is fantastic fantastic to see um, and I think that that really you know should fantastic. be positive so we will keep going on with the conversation uh, surely um, during this conference there are some areas where we can chat and there is uh, the chat box as well for questions can be can be posted to James and you will follow up I guess uh, yeah please send me messages and I'll, I'll follow up yeah of course perfect Thanks. thank you again so much for everything and uh, we look forward to see you uh, online or physically soon <laughs> I hope so bye 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 bye, -bye.